the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hey, everybody, I'm off today because it says in the holy book that I shouldn't work on the first and seventh days of Passover. That's why I'm not here. However, that is not applicable to my wonderful friend, Carl Jackson, because he's not a Hebrew. (laughs) He's not an Israelite. He's not a Jew. He's just one great Christian and a dear friend. I love this guy. So will you. Enjoy. Hey, God bless you, Dennis Prager. I love you, too. Look up to you, a wonderful man and the wisest conservative on radio, uh, in my opinion. Guys, my name is Carl Jackson. I'm a Christian constitutional restorationist, an American that happens to be black. And I look forward to speaking with you today. We have a lot to talk about in the first hour uh, I'm going to get into get into the five stages of grief, and I'm going to apply them uh, to what we're experiencing in the United States today. Um, I want to know what happened in Wisconsin with the Supreme Court case uh, or the state Supreme Court seat, I should say. I think uh, the Republican Party, the National Party, needs to answer for that, despite the fact that I understand it's a state race. These are races that we can't miss out on. These are races that we must win. Uh, in the second hour, I want to talk about poverty. I'm going to talk about OPEC, the OPEC oil cuts, the dumping of the U.S. dollar, what that means for you. I want to talk about uh, the idea that there's no such thing as a Republican or conservative extremist. I want to talk about how trans is the new black. We have the uh, certified penis owner and uh, and trans hustler, I'm going to call him, Dylan Mulvaney, that is capitalizing off of mocking womanhood. And I think that you should all be offended uh, and uh, or we should all be offended. And so we'll talk about that. And obviously, there's some issues with foreign policy. We have the Brittany Griner effect taking place where American journalists are now being kidnapped in Russia. Russia feels emboldened. emboldened. We have the Chinese spy balloon. We have China telling Speaker Kevin McCarthy that he should not be meeting with or speaking with the president of Taiwan. Uh, we will, Lord willing, get into all of that. Man, this is Holy Week, and I'm so excited about uh, about this week. 
Uh, so happy Passover uh, for those of you that might be Jewish. And the number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Of course, this is Holy Week for Christians. We had Palm Sunday. Uh, Good Friday is tomorrow. And then we have Resurrection Sunday on uh, on Sunday. So I hope you guys will find your way uh, this weekend to a church facility. Do not forsake the assembling of of, of Christ people. Do not do that. Go to church, get into a church building, uh, communicate with people, develop a community uh, that will be beneficial to you. Okay, let me let me start here. Um, I have to whenever I'm doing a show, this is the way that my mind works. I have to confine my thinking to a thing. And when I do that, it gives me more freedom. I know that sounds crazy, but I used to write a lot of columns. I I, I need to get back into that. Quite frankly, uh, my time is just insane at the moment, but I need to make time for that. No doubt about it. But uh, when I wrote regularly and I would write for Town Hall, World Net Daily, some of these uh, some of these outlets that that exist, I would always have to come up with a title first. I wouldn't even come up with the with with, with the outline of what I wanted to write. I in my mind, well, this is the way God created me. I had to come up with a theme, with an idea. And when I came up with that I, idea, that theme, or that one liner, all of a sudden, uh, uh, just confining myself to that theme would allow my brain to explode and just go free and go wild, and all these thoughts would start popping into mine. It's the weirdest thing. So that's what I was doing before. Uh, once Alan uh, Estrin, uh, and thank God, about uh, uh, invited me to fill in uh, for Dennis Prager today. By the way, uh, Gabe is behind my back. Sean McConnell is in my ear. Uh, Alan Estrin, uh, the producer, is out there in the ether. Who's on the Who's on the uh, lines there, Sean? All right. Suzette is on the lines. So I want to talk to you about a lot of things, but one of the things I want to talk about is I want to talk about the stages of grief <laughs> because that's what I was experiencing this week. And then something hit me and I started to I started to hone in on a theme for this particular show. Once I found out that I would be sitting in and I started to call it the American funeral because I really felt like that's what had transpired this week when we witness uh, when, when we witness the rule of law die in America. And yes, I do believe that the rule of law died in America. But after giving it some thought and thinking about it, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not it. America hasn't died as long as a patriots like like you and like Dennis Prager and like the crew of Prager you uh, as long as patriots are alive and well America is not dead but the rule of law is dead and i want to talk about that because i got to be honest with you whether it's conservatives whether it's republicans whether it's maga republicans I, I, I think that we're all kind of getting some of this stuff wrong and the way that we're looking at what has transpired. And I want to view it through the lens of grief. There are five stages of grief. They are denial, their anger, their bargaining, their depression, their acceptance. I asked my wife about this last night and she was like, oh, yeah, they're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how do you know that? I mean, she's a counselor. But anyway, um, but but this came to mind. Because I really felt, I'm not going to lie to you, I got depressed uh, just for a moment because I'm not sure that Americans understood the gravity of what transpired this week. 
But and then I got to a point where I started understanding the stages of grief and I was like, okay, okay, uh, now we can fight. Now, now, now we can fight. I, I accept what's happened. Now we can fight. Now I'm okay with this. I'm going to share with you a personal story, very personal story, and it's part of my own story. I don't know uh, that I've shared it on air before except bits and pieces. Sean, how much time do we have before the break? Okay, so let, let me let me share this with you. You guys may not know, uh, but God radically changed changed my life. But uh, some of you may have read some of my testimony online, but I, I'm, I'm going to share something I think is a little more personal. And I, I, I went through a custody battle for my lovely daughter. It was a very hard-fought custody uh, custody battle, and, 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 and it got very nasty. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I started this battle when I was 19 years old, so it's been quite some time. And I just refused to allow the state to tell me what type of dad I was going to be. Now, I've got to rewind a little bit, and then I'm going to dive into the story, and I'm going to connect it. Now, don't try this at home uh, because you have to be brilliant to do this. But I'm going to co- co- I'm going to connect it to politics today and what we're experiencing this week. But I was involved in a relationship, and and listen, this was this was the 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 daughter. I mean, the mother of, of, of my daughter. And, and so I have no ill will. I want to make sure you guys know that this was a long time ago. Uh, God has radically changed me, uh, has changed her. Things are different now. But at that point in time, 19 years of age, I was a little rug rat. I was a little wannabe hoodlum. Uh, and she was even more ghetto fabulous than I was um, uh, at, at the time. And we lived in this uh, this relationship, right, uh, that that was that was sinful, as I understand it today, as a believer, right, as a Christian. And, and so fornicating, having, you know, having sex out of wedlock. And then we we, we we ended up having a child out of out of wedlock. And and again, I wasn't this uh, there, there was she was wild. Uh, so there was an instance where, uh, you know, I found out she was seeing somebody behind my back and and I was all upset and, you know, trying to play the victim and all this kind of stuff. But the truth of the matter is I was doing dirt myself. I was doing dirt myself. But I did come to a point where I decided to change. I wanted to change for the sake of my daughter. See, I hadn't been raised to live the lifestyle that I had began living. I was raised in a two-family home or two-parent home, rather, before my mom passed away. And I was only 11 years old at the time. That devastated me. That crushed my dad as well. This guy that was this disciplinarian, that's that, that's pretty much all he was. But it, but, but, it, but it absolutely devastated me. But I say that to say, despite the relationship I had with my dad and losing my mother. We grew up in a religious community where I understood the importance of family. I understood the importance of a dad, a mom, and a child. And those that that's the family. That's the intact family. And I realized that I never wanted to destroy the nuclear family. But I had. I screwed up. And I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. But God radically changed my life, and I decided to fight for my daughter. I'll tell you what transpired after the break, because what I had to go through, I didn't recognize it then. I had to go through the stages of grief, and now you need to go through that as a conservative. We'll be back.
Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I am your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. You can find my podcast wherever you go to get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, subscribe to our my YouTube channel, The Carl Jackson Show on YouTube. I'm also on Rumble um, with the Salem Podcast Network. Uh, for those of you that may not know, Dennis Prager is who uh, discovered me and launched me into uh, this national status, if you will. Um, also, I have my buddies. I'm broadcasting from AM 950, The Answer. The American Adversaries gave me my start here locally. Uh, so I'm very appreciative to uh, the the white people that the left would claim are racist <laughs> that hooked their brother up. Uh, so I just like to I like to share that. And Tom and Glendora, I see you out there. Joe, uh, I see you out there. So don't go anywhere. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776. Guys, make sure uh, you check out PragerU videos, PragerU.com. You can get them right to your phone. I get them there. I think it's a very important asset, especially if you have younger people that you want to reach and to teach about the values of conservatism. Uh, it's an amazing resource. So check out PragerU.com, PragerTopia.com, where you can listen to Dennis Prager's shows uninterrupted. There's the Dennis and Julie podcast that uh, is every Tuesday, I believe it is. Uh, Dennis and Julie podcast. You can check that out with the Salem Podcast Network, uh, uh, SalemPodcastNetwork.com. So anyway, just keep that in mind. And uh, DennisPrager.com. Uh, I just read his article this morning about uh, basically about communism and how it, it, it's a realization of, of, of where we are now. He didn't think that communism per se could happen here. Uh, because we're because of Western civilization, it's uh, it's like we were immune to it, except we're not. Um, and so I want to talk about these stages of grief, but I want to I want to give you a little more background. So I ended up fighting for my my daughter for custody at a very young age. Again, I wasn't living this uh, great life. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I was a little wannabe hoodlum and and, uh, and 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 just a little player player, you know, out there uh, doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, uh, frankly. And then uh, my girlfriend and I at the time were living in sin. We ended up having a child out of wedlock. And, you know, uh, when you're young and stupid and uh, sometimes disastrous things happen. Uh, but anyway, she and I uh, ended up breaking up. It was an on again, on again, off again relationship. But then once we had our child, I was like, dude, I am going to buckle down or hunker down. I know better than this. I, 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 this is not who I am. I, I shouldn't be living this way. You know, I didn't have a clear conscience. 
uh, to be honest with you. And and and, and so it, it was just it was just a weird dynamic. And 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 eventually, um, I had gone to jail. I had been arrested on a couple of times, and then I ended up doing uh, community service at a church here locally in Orlando uh, called Faith Assembly. Uh, headed up, the senior pastor was Pastor Carl Stevens at the time. Now it's uh, Pastor Johnny Wilson, both both amazing uh, amazing pastors, amazing uh, men of God. And uh, and I served community service uh, there and under the uh, under the mentorship of a guy, Jim Angelakis. This was a white guy that loved me and hugged on me and prayed for me and told me that he loved me for the very first time. And it, it, it totally broke me. But that started changing my life. And when I would go back to my girlfriend, she was still living a different at the time. She was still living a different lifestyle. But my heart and my mind was starting to change. And it was very difficult for her, and I didn't understand this. I'm a, I'm a young guy. It was very difficult for her to accept the Carl that was, and all of a sudden the Carl that is, or the Carl that is becoming, uh, if you will. And I, I totally get that now. I didn't understand it at the time, being in a, in, in, in a very young mind. Let me stop here. Because eventually what I'm going to get to is when being mean is being kind. I want you to hear that. Sometimes being mean is being kind. And this is what conservatives don't get. And I would say Republicans and I would say MAGA Republicans. Sometimes being mean is being kind. Now, I'm not talking about being a jerk. Please, that's not what I'm talking about. But I want you to hear me and I want you to understand. But I needed to interject so that you understood where I was going. Sometimes being mean is being kind. And so my girlfriend and I, we were not, we were starting to clash. All this stuff that was cool, you know, a week or two or a month ago was no longer cool anymore to me. She decided to break up with me. I'm fast forwarding here. She decided to break up with me. And you know what she did? Um, and again, no animosity. It was crazy, but no animosity. She moved out from her parents' house and she moved in with another guy and she didn't tell me where. All of this happened so quickly, it was unreal. I could not believe this person that I had spent five years of my life with would do this uh, to me. She knew what type of father I wanted to be. Just disappears off the map. Parents wouldn't tell me anything. Was, this was insane. I wasn't abusive. I wasn't. It was absolutely insane to me. I spent a couple of months in just feverish uh, depression, to be honest with you. But also, I was determined to find my daughter and be a dad. I I, hired, I had no money. Guys, I had no money. I'm talking about broke as a joke. I had no money. I was living with my brother, uh, Darrell, and his wife, Carla, at the time. Thank God for them. I had no money. No money. I started working every job imaginable uh, to be able to afford a, a private investigator so I could find out where the heck my daughter was. It was insane. I couldn't believe I was going through this at the age of 19 years old. I had a compassionate attorney by the name of Neva Kelleher. Uh-oh, another white woman that said, listen, she heard my story. She she she, she saw how, uh, how, how much I wanted to be a dad, and she said, I had a dad like you, exclusive attorney right here in Orlando. She is ex. Expensive as hell, okay? She was willing to take payments from a little broke-as-a-joke black young boy who she said she saw her dad in me. It was unreal. God was just moving in fascinating ways. But my daughter is gone. I don't know where my daughter is. 
I don't know where my daughter is. It's insane. Eventually, I find my daughter. Eventually, I find this, you know, I hire this private investigator. I go to the clerk of courts. I, 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 do, I do all of these little things. I, I became a little private investigator myself. Eventually, I end up having uh, my ex served. I convinced her. I tricked her, if you will, into meeting me at her parents' house and all this kind of stuff. And then when she arrived, there I was. I had her subpoenaed right on the spot. Sounds crazy. Had a guy waiting across the street ready to serve her because I was getting ready to fight for custody because nobody was going to tell me what type of dad I was going to be. So she gets served with these papers, right? And all of a sudden she's like hysterical. What's going on? What's going on? You know, I take my daughter, I get in my 1988 Honda Civic stick shift manual transmission, Sean. Uh, You know that manual transmissions increase testosterone in males. So it was a manual transmission. All right. So I get in this 88 Civic with about literally almost 400,000 miles on the thing. Those things are good cars. So about 400,000 miles on the thing. I zoom away. I zoom away. All is clear. All is fine. I drive across town to my aunt and uncle's home. I think everything is safe and clear. And then something crazy happens. I'll tell you what happens next. This is Carl Jackson and for Dennis Prager. All right. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager show. Again, callers don't go anywhere. Uh, this is Holy Week, Passover for uh, the Jewish people. Uh, and, and guys, this is just a great week. So I just want to continue with the story. Again, the number 1A Prager 776, 1A Prager 776. So here I was. I thought I had made a clean getaway. I drive to my aunt and uncle's home across town and uh, telling them the good news. I found my daughter. I had served uh, my ex. We were going to go to court. She was going to, my daughter was going to be. Uh, uh, in, 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 in my custody, I, I was literally driving there and all of a sudden I see a car that looks familiar in my rear view mirror. And then I see a second car that was doing something weird, almost as if they were trying to trap me. And I look over to the second car and I see some young man in mask and at that point, I wanted to have the pins. Uh, it was it was crazy. I never thought I would see anything or this wouldn't happen. I Here I am thinking that I got away, you know, scot-free. I knew we were ghetto fabulous, but I had served, uh, you know, this person. I was going to be a dad. We were going to do the right thing. We we're going to hash this thing out in court. Uh, but all of a sudden, there's a car alongside me with guys wearing masks. Another female was driving the car. Uh, there was my ex with another man uh, in her vehicle all chasing me down through these little windy streets in this town, Pine Hills here uh, in, in, in Orlando, Florida. And I'm driving like I'm in the Dukes of Hazard. I am straight up looking for the General Lee. I'm looking for Boss Hog. I'm looking for Roscoe Pico train. I'm just like, what the heck is going on? By the way, by the way, pray for John Schneider. He recently lost his wife, had him on my podcast not too long ago. He's been expressing his grief online. Keep him in your prayer. So here I am in this car chase. It's just insane. I, 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 I can't believe this. It, it, it's so surreal. 
I do all of these maneuvers. They trap me. I'm able to back out because I know how to use a stick shift. So I, you know, I back out. I, I evade them. I swoop around. I go around this other corner. Eventually, it leads to my aunt and uncle's house. And I'm sitting there, uh, uh, you know, trying to run into the front door. Uh, and I, I rush into the front door. And I'm bringing, I'm young. I'm stupid. I'm bringing all this chaos to their house. I feel so bad now. But I'm bringing all, all of this chaos into uh, to their house. And so here I grab my daughter. I run to the house. I try to get inside of the house. They have a deadbolt. Uh, but before I could get to the house, uh, my, uh, uh, my, my, my daughter's, uh, my daughter's mother sticks her hands through, uh, just kind of bust in. I see the other guys in the background. I'm kind of panicking. I see the, I, 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 I see the other, uh, I see the other girl, but I'm thinking, you know what? As long as these guys don't come in, I can try to get her out, out of here as quickly as possible. She grabs this instrument that's on my aunt's shelf, this huge, I mean, it was solid freaking wood, clocks me upside of the head, clocks me, and I'm like, you know, chill out. I'm thinking I'm not going to hit her. I don't know where that came from. God gave me a presence of mind. Do not touch this girl. I almost heard it audibly. I'm not saying that I did, but this peace came over me and it was like, do not touch this girl. So I defended myself. I put my hands up. I did grab her arms and then I shoved her away from me. She ends up sliding in the foyer. Um, uh, uh, she ends up sliding in the foyer, and, and here I am in all the chaos. By the way, she sprayed me with mace, picked up a knife, and tried to stab me, shanked me right underneath the eye. Now, she didn't, it wasn't a deep stab. It was a nick, thank God, so I was able to avoid that. But I got pepper spray in my eyes. I got this knife that just nicked me in the face. God's honest truth. I know this sounds crazy, but it's true. And then I finally get her out of the door and I lock the door and I'm like, call 911. I know my aunt or, uh, had already done so. I'm like, call 911. And then I look around to grab my daughter where I said her. My daughter was gone. This other girl had come in and grabbed my daughter and that quick, my daughter was gone. The police come. We tell them the scene. They, uh, they, they end up going after her. Eventually, there's an arrest warrant for her. She gets arrested. It's totally, it's totally insane. But the police officer, I told the police officer, it was a female in the mail there. They were like, oh, you just won custody. You just won custody. And I was like, as crazy as that was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. This will be easier than I thought. So I go to court at first without an attorney. So I go to court. I explain what happened. I try to explain what happened. I'm just breaking down, crying, crying like a Dylan Mulvaney. It's absolutely insane. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the judge gives custody to my ex and her parents uh, because they had said with the very expensive attorney that I didn't have at the time. Oh, he was beating her. And I'm like, what? My daughter was separated from me from two years. I'll be back. Learn why gun-free zones are dangerous for you and your family. Read the book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery Publishing. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in uh, for Dennis Prager, I believe the wisest conservative on uh, on, uh, syndicated radio. Uh, So anyway... I'm I'm sharing this story, this personal story of mine, and I promise you guys I'm going somewhere with this. I literally thought I was just telling Sean McConnell, I thought this was going to be a segment, but there's a, you know, the problem with people on radio, they tend to have big, uh, big mouths. Uh, But uh, so 
so here I am. I go into this courtroom setting, and then it's a it's a juvenile court setting because of my daughter. Because of my daughter, she's a you know she's a baby, and and and, and so I go into this court setting thinking I'm going to walk out with my daughter. And my daughter is separated from me for two years. For two years, I got to see my daughter 15 minutes per week based upon a lie because they said that I was beating her, and I thought the I thought the tides were turning in my favor and they had pictures of my ex-girlfriend they took pictures of her back and there were these bruises on her back and I'm like those didn't come from me but they came from somebody and they put it on me I'll tell you that it was insane I never thought I would experience anything like this and uh, what's so crazy is guys just just a month or two prior I actually asked her to marry me broke is a joke no money bought a little cheap ring Asked her to marry me. So here I am thinking I'm trying to get my life right. You know, I'm wanting us to be a family. I knew what the right thing to do was. I wanted us to be a family. I wanted that nuclear family. But as things transpired and as I went on in time, just not seeing my daughter, I missed my daughter. I I watched my daughter every single evening. I worked in the evenings. I worked overnight. I would go pick my daughter up and I would keep her with me all day. I missed seeing my daughter. I missed that connection. And we had such a good connection that was disrupted uh, during during that time. Again, it was Just absolutely, absolutely insane. But I sat there thinking, I know this sounds crazy, but through all of that in my head, I was like, well, one day, one day we'll get back together. One day we'll be a family. That's that's what I thought. I know it sounds crazy. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then over time, as time progressed, I had to make some really tough decisions at a very young age. Do you want to be a father or not? And as things progressed and as things progressed and sometimes I would go into a court setting, I'd see her with this other boyfriend. I mean, it it, it was just so crazy to me. I had to determine that if I was going to be a dad, I had to give up on this dream. I had to grieve it to be a family. That nuclear family, that wasn't going to be my family. I had to grieve that. And it was really, really hard. I cried like a little baby so frequently. It's insane. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. But I had to grieve that because I was in denial. I had a buddy of mine, still is a a, a friend, uh, I love him to death, Alex Ortiz in California, who uh, I had recently, not too long, moved from California. And he was He would call me because he had gone through a custody battle and he would just coach me through it. And he would tell me, Carl, you're you're too nice. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, the squeaky. He would constantly say that to me every single time. He would talk to me, coach me through it. He would console me at the end of every single call. Alex would say, Carl, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I didn't even know what that meant at first. I'm like, what the heck? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. But obviously you figure it out. It starts making sense. And I had to realize If my daughter was going to have a dad, if my daughter was going to grow up in a solid home because my life was changing drastically and I knew that my ex was still very ghetto fabulous. I mean, the person she was hanging around with, I I won't even go into detail. It it, 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 it blew me away. It blew me away. I mean, you talking about thug times 20. (laughs) It, it, it It blew me away and I knew my daughter was around this. 
I had to grieve that. I had to, okay, that family, that thing is over. I'm grieving this thing. I'm going to fight like hell for my daughter because no one is going to tell me how to be a dad. And the pushback I got from these government entities was insane. That's when I really started hating government. I've been liberal thinking before that. I really started hating government. But something happened. I learned that I had to grieve what was in order to accept what could be. Listen to me. I had to grieve what was in order to accept what could be. I had come to the conclusion that one day I was just going to be a good dad and perhaps I would have a family. I have that family now. I'm thankful for that. God really restored me in a different way. It was pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. But I had to grieve. What was in order to accept what could be. These are the five stages of grief. The now, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I'm going to try to prove to you guys that the Republican Party, conservative, Republican, MAGA, were all in a stage of denial. And there was a race that occurred the other day that absolutely proved my point. We totally lost a Wisconsin Supreme court race let me let, let, let me give you let me give you some states all right i'm gonna go back and forth so just follow me here five stages of grief denial anger bargaining depression acceptance i had to go through all of these now let me give you some states the only states that are going to matter in 2024 arizona michigan wisconsin pennsylvania north carolina and georgia I'm going to make a I'm going to say something that's going to be very hard for you guys to 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 grasp. But I got to say it because I love you and I want to tell you the truth. And I want to I want to say this country. We're not winning the White House in 2024. Unless we're willing to go through all the stages of grief. Right now, we're all in denial. I'm not anymore. I don't think Dennis Prager is. I read his column. We're not. A, we're. But I think the MAGA movement is in denial. I think Republicans are in denial. I think conservatives are in denial. And I can prove it to you by the Wisconsin state Supreme Court race that we just lost. We haven't got our act together. Guys, see, we're still talking about Trump is ahead of DeSantis by 20 and DeSantis earned this much. Guys, it doesn't matter. Neither one of them will win 2024 unless we go through the stages of grief. I'll talk about that next. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Callers, don't go anywhere. I promise you I will get to you. I'm going to share what happened with Wisconsin in the next hour. I have to carry it over. But I do want to mention this. Denial. That's in the stage that we all are in, or the vast majority of us, in my opinion, when it comes to the conservative movement. Not necessarily influencers, so on, etc. But we have to realize where we are. Denial. It can look like avoidance. Can feel like shock. Can look like procrastination. Can feel like numbness. Can look like forgetting, can feel like confusion, can look like easily distracted, that's very important, can feel like shutting down, can look like mindless behaviors, keeping busy all the time, thinking, saying, I'm fine, or it's fine. Guys, I want to say this, and I'm going to upset some of you, but I don't care, because I want to save the country. 
I've watched wall-to-wall coverage of President Trump, deservedly so. What we went through this week was historical. Guys, time to get over it. We have just lost the rule of law in this country. Stop being in denial. Stop whining and complaining. And let's move on to acceptance so we can fight the fight that we need to fight. This country, the rule of law, America is not dead as long as you are alive. But I'm telling you, the rule of law is dead. There's no need sharing anymore. And I did it initially, sharing what Hillary Clinton did and what this person did and James Clapper did. It's over. It's done. It's finito. The rule of law is dead. Accept it so we can fight. Why do I say that? Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, that's all that matters. You can read to me polls every freaking day that Trump is ahead 20 points, that DeSantis is cratering, all that. It does not matter. In the end, you know what matters. Delegates and ballots. We are too far away for some of the conversations that I'm hearing conservatives make. And the reason I know it, guys, you love this country. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me, I do. We got to get past denial. What happened has happened. It's time to accept it. And it's time to fight. And it's time to start looking for areas and arenas to fight. We just missed out on the biggest freaking race that we needed this year. Do you understand me? With the Wisconsin Wisconsin Supreme Court, we just missed that one. Now, thank God we won a special election. So we got the supermajority. But I want to explain why this is so dangerous and why we got to stop missing stuff like this. They're distracting us with the Trump story at this point. Learn that lesson. Biden is destroying this country. The left is destroying this country. The rule of law is dead. Got it. Move on. Accept it. I'll explain why we have to do this. We have to do this. I know this is hard. We have to do this if we're going to win this country back. Hey, everybody, I'm off today because it says in the holy book that I shouldn't work on the first and seventh days of Passover. That's why I'm not here. However, that is not applicable to my wonderful friend, Carl Jackson, because he's not a Hebrew. (laughs) He's not an Israelite. He's not a Jew. He's just one great Christian and a dear friend. I love this guy. So will you. Enjoy. Thank you, Dennis. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776. Tom and Joan coming to you in a minute. Robert as well. Uh, let me just go here. I got Stephen Moore is joining uh, joining me at the bottom of the hour. So stay tuned for that. I want to talk about uh, OPEC's oil cuts, uh, the dumping of the U.S. dollar and what that could look like and what that means for you. Uh, these are the fights that we have to be aware of. And guys, I want to make this emphatically clear. All right, because I know some people wanted to drive off the road based upon uh, what I said. What happened in the United States of America this week is historical. It's the first time, obviously, that a president has been indicted. This is 
completely, this completely sends us into banana republic territory. Got it. Got it. What are we going to do about it? See, we're still in the denial phase because we're just, it's, it, uh, and I get it. I, I, I get it. But they told us what they were going to do. And when we look at it a couple of years ago, they started, they started putting people in jail for mostly peacefully protesting on January 6th. You guys remember that? The shaman was just released. Thank God, after Tucker Carlson, our, our, our House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, allowed Tucker Carlson to view some of the, the video and this guy's release. Guys, we've already had political prisoners. This was coming. This was coming. We all were in denial. I was in denial, but now it's here. But now it's here. So now we've got to move to acceptance. We've got to move to acceptance so that we can continue to fight and so that we won't continue to miss things because here's the problem. While we focus on what transpired, and we should, and we should, I, I, I give you that. We should. It's huge. It's big. But understand how fast the communists left. And I'm sorry, the Democrat Party, they are communists. That's who they are today. I know there's, guys, I understand. I know there's well-intended people, really nice people that happen to be liberals, right? Uh, that happen to be old school Democrats, but they're scared to speak out. I'm sorry, you're complicit in the destruction of this country. I love you, but you are. As long as you vote Democrat, you are. I'm not saying that you're a bad person, but I'm sorry you're complicit in the destruction of this country that is being posed by people that are evil. That's where we are. That's where we are. So denial. All that's going to matter. I, I'm looking at these polls and and it's amazing. It's it's like uh, it, it's like Republicans and conservatives and MAGA Republicans. Oh my God! Oh my God! Trumpism! Oh my God! DeSantis is great! Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God. Guys! 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 November, November 2024. If if we can get there, because you see, we haven't even sealed up our states yet. So the communists are moving at breakneck speed while we're still reacting to something that they plan to do for quite some time. Victor Davis Hanson talked about this. They're radical revolutionaries. Read Dennis Prager's column this week. Absolutely fascinating. Now, let me get to this just real quick, and I want to take your calls before I... Uh, I go any any further before I get into the Wisconsin thing, because it is important. Acceptance can look like mindful behaviors. Good enough. Engaging with reality as it is can feel like courageous. This is how it is right now. Validation. Being present in the moment. Self-compassion is what it feels like. It can look like Able to be vulnerable and tolerate emotions can feel like pride, can look like assertive, non-defensive, honest communication, can feel like wisdom. Let's accept what's happened, guys, because if we don't accept what's happened, what we're going to continue to do is 
Forget about the states that we need to win. Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. Oh, oh, did I tell you about Wisconsin that they might be out of play? Did I tell you about Pennsylvania that they might be out of play? Did I tell you about Michigan they might be out of play? Because we've been focused on the macro while these commies have been running around to these swing states and getting stuff done. Guys, why didn't we have – listen, you know what? I was even telling myself, I said, you know what? 2024 is going to be so bad. The economy is going to be so bad. And unfortunately, I believe it is. We'll talk to Steve Moore at the bottom of the hour. It's going to be so bad. They're going to go for Trump. They're going to go for DeSantis. And then I had to stop and think, okay, reality check. We already had that scenario. Now, I know it's going to get worse. I know it's going to get worse. But we already had that scenario. And Republicans barely eked out a win. Chicago just elected an even worse mayor. If you can imagine cap cash app guy stabbed to death in the middle of the street. He was on a two day business trip. He lived. He moved here to Miami, Florida, wanted to get away. It's unbelievable where we are. We better accept what has happened so we can pay attention to the stories that the left is hoping we continue to ignore. Meanwhile, we lose the states that we better win if we have any chance of reclaiming the White House. And I'm just gonna, I'm just being honest with you. If you guys don't get off your butts and stop complaining and start working these swing states, I don't give a damn. Who the nominee is. He won't win. Trump is the only one that. No he cannot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to give you a reality check. Well DeSantis. Because DeSantis can get the end. No he cannot. The communists are moving. While we're still here in denial. Do you know what they've done in Michigan? Do you know what they've done in, 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 in Wisconsin? Do you know what they've done in Pennsylvania? They've basically locked up some of the same rules that have made it virtually impossible for Republicans to win that swing, those swing states, which means we have to win everywhere. And we didn't even have an RNC that was paying attention to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Let me take some calls real quick. Before I get on to that story, and again, Steve Moore joining us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Let's go to Tom. Tom is in Glendora, uh, California. Tom, you've been waiting so long and so patiently. Really do appreciate that. Well worth it for you, uh, Carl. I am 77-year-old geezer Tom with asthma, (laughs) so that makes me a weezer geezer. (laughs) Wow, I love you being out there. uh, And, you know... The world since Adam and Eve has fought the titanic battle of good coming only from God versus evil coming from the devil, the last four letters of which are E-V-I-L. And you are inspirational in that you are the perfect, on-fire-for-the-Lord Christian. You're reminding my son. You admit your flaws. You have nothing but the best of intentions to save the once God-based great USA from Satan to to whom we are soon to succumb without guys like you around. And I can't thank you enough 
for doing that because uh, we are in the precipice of losing the best country in the world forever. I know we're not perfect. Our horrible flaw of slavery uh, to our dear black brothers and sisters was worse than Vladimir Pukin, and I mispronounced his name on purpose, but we repented. We've got to pray, get back to God, admit our horrible flaws, but invoke his help, pray every day, and be a warrior like you. And your life story with your daughter, it was the best hour of talk radio I've ever heard. You blend the most important thing, God, and being good and seeking the truth with politics, which is lesser, but which has to have that to be mm. decent. I can't thank, thank you, you enough, Carl. You're an American hero. Thank you, Tom. God bless you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Joe. Joe uh, Joe is in uh, Bern County. New Jersey, Joe, we have less than a minute, but I will keep you on. But if you can make your point as fast as possible, I would appreciate it. 30 seconds before the break. Uh, God bless uh, Dennis Prager. Pray to you, Julie. God bless Julie. Great black and started to see the light. Uh, yeah, Dennis Prager is right about everything. But about Ukraine, though, he's got to realize that Zelensky is a war criminal, perfused Christians, and money laundering scheme between the illegitimate Biden administration, Democrats, some Republicans, and uh, All right. that's it. Plus, $100 billion went way too much. A few million among those right. difference. So. Joe, I appreciate, I appreciate the call. I'll address that in the next hour. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Guys, one of the things that I love about Prager U, let me just let me let me just say this in all honesty. They just keep fighting. They keep fighting. I I I mean I just get alerts on my phone about topics that they're covering. Uh, there is one that I, I it, it, seriously, I want everybody to to check out. This is a, actually a fireside chat uh by uh by Dennis Prager that he gave on it was on March 24th, okay? It's a uh, who are you until you're tested? Uh, I've listened to that fireside chat, and I can tell you, he's Jewish. I'm a Christian. It was so enlightening for me as a Christian. I, I, that, that's all I'll say, but look it up, PragerU.com. The date is March 24th uh, of, uh, of uh, you know last month, a fireside chat. Who are you until you're tested? It's well worth listening to. We've just got to keep fighting like they do at PragerU. They just keep fighting. There's I, I'm, I'm, I've got this stuff on my phone. I just I, they constantly there's new fights to be had. There's new fights that they're engaging in. Guys, we've got to get in the fight. 
We can't sit here forever and mope and whine and stay in denial and be in disbelief. What has happened has happened. It's horrible that it has happened, but we've got to continue fighting and we've got to move on. Otherwise, we are going to lose this country. We've already lost the rule of law. That is gone, but that can be restored. I really believe that can be restored. But if we lose this country, and and, and again, I know there's a lot of people saying there's no coming back from this. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I have to think it through. I don't know if I agree with that. Certainly, this is a precedent that should have never been set. It is extremely dangerous, but I think that if we can kick booty in the states, if we can focus, if we can focus, because I think we lack focus right now. We're so angry. We're so emotional. We're in disbelief and we need to just accept where we are so we can say, boom, this is what we need to do right now. So this Supreme Court race and Glenn and Phoenix, I see you and Robert, I see you. Sean, if you'll give me a reminder so I can make sure I try to get to both of them before the break. I just want to go to this uh, this 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 Supreme Court race in Wisconsin. This is from political. Now, I read the left wing stuff so that you don't have to. I don't want you to be tortured. All right. But this is from political. Five takeaways from liberals. Big election night win in Wisconsin. Oh, by the, by the way, did I tell you? Let me just remind you. I know I did. I'm being uh, uh, I'm being rhetorical here, but uh, um, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. That's what matters. Arizona. I don't care about the polls. I don't care about the fundraising. Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. What are the Republicans on the ground? What is the RNC doing right now leading up to 2024? I don't care if Trump raises a billion dollars. I don't care if DeSantis does it. What is the RNC doing in Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. I'm, I'm here to be a gut check. I'm here to be a gut check. I'm trying to save this country. I'm done with the whining. That's just my personality, all right? I'm weird like that. that, that that's just my personality. I'm done with it. I realize what happened. Devastating. Good. Got it. Move on. All right. A new era for Wisconsin Democrats had to political Democrats invested bigly. They even threw a jab at Trump into uh, I don't know the, how to pronounce this woman's name. Protesta Woods campaign. Uh, they were the single largest contributor. And the win is a payoff for the state's party. Now formidable organizing machine. The state Democratic Party got involved. The National Democratic Party was aware of this. Wisconsin is virtually a 50 50 split between Democrats and the GOP. But Republicans. Republicans now have a supermajority. Thank God for that. That may make that may have a a, a good impact. Actually, it will. Newly elected left wing activist Justice Protasiewicz actively campaigned on reshaping the political maps. She also campaigned on abortion. Do you understand that? Judges are supposed to be neutral, right? Judges are supposed to be nonpartisan. They're supposed to be fair and balanced. These people have said, screw you. They have given you the double barrel middle finger and told you they don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about being nonpartisan. They don't care about being neutral. They care about winning. The commies, the, the commies care about winning. Accept it. So that we can fight these fools on every single battleground that we need to be on. They are open about it. The author of this article admits there are major questions in front of the U.S. Supreme Court on what role state judiciaries can play in federal redistricting. And Democrats have some geographic challenges as well in the state. But it could open the door at least. 
Here's a quote from the Democratic Party there. I think it's entirely possible that there might be challenges to the 2024 uh, map ahead. All right. Uh, this person goes on to say uh, Protasiewicz is going to be in office in 2031 when the next redistricting process happens. So we're talking about the maps through 2041. Wow. Do you guys want know what wow is in Wisconsin? I didn't. Waukesha, Okazi, Washington. Recall the Waka, uh, the Waukesha Christmas Parade Massacre? Well, these counties are predominantly red counties. They have been reliable counties for the Republican Party since the days of LBJ. They've been reliable. But Protasiewicz almost won Ozaki. She was trailing Kelly, Dan Kelly, who was the conservative or jurist, if you will, by five points the night before the election. Carl, five points. That's huge. That's massive. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Except when you go back just a decade, Romney won the county by 30 points. The left is making inroads and they're trying to reshape the election. They're trying to they're going not just ballots, they are going for these swing states and they are making inroads. They're trying to block it off so that Wisconsin is a is a non-issue, uh Pennsylvania is a non-issue and Michigan is a non-issue. And these revolutionaries, these radicals are so crazy. These commies are so crazy. What they will do is exactly what Victor Davis Hanton said the other night on Tucker Carlson's program. What these guys will do is they, they want us to get so irate. They want us to get so mad. They want us to, yes, Trump, 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 Trump. So we propel Trump. Trump becomes the nominee. And then they put the smack down on Trump. You guys think I've been reading all types of articles and they're great articles giving me some uh, uh, legitimate legal enlightenment. The problem is we're acting like commies care about the law. I'm here to tell you the commies will straight up arrest Trump. That's my belief. I hope that I'm wrong. But did you think they would did you think they would do what they've done this week? Did you think that they would do it with a non case? With that paper, you know, whatever, I, I, it, it's insane. Did you think that they would do it? Don't hold it past these people. Don't this case should have been thrown out right away. The fact that it wasn't tells me that Victor Davis Hanson is on to something. It is crazy. It's crazy the times that we're living in. Don't think they will build Trump up. They'll get you all excited. And then, you know what? Let's go ahead and arrest him. Let's go ahead and throw the charges on him. Now, there's legal minds that says he can run anyway. But don't think they will do everything to destroy this man. Don't think they've stopped. No, they just started. So we better pay attention to areas where we can win. We'll be back with Steve Moore. Callers don't go anywhere. I promise I'll get to you. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. As you guys can tell, I get very passionate about this stuff. I happen to love the United States of America. I happen to believe that it is the best country that God has ever given man. And I believe my, actually, I know my guest, Steve Moore. Uh, I know he believes that too. Uh, Stephen Moore, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. 
Hey, Dennis, it's so good to be with you. And by the way, just on that note that you were just mentioning about loving America, you know, I don't know if you followed the story, but this this in North Carolina, the Democrats ran this um, former school teacher who was in favor of school choice out of the party. And she was she gave a press conference yesterday. And what she said is one of the complaints the Democrats had about her was that she had an American flag in her office. (laughs) Of course. I'm not making it up. I swear to God. I swear to God. These are these are straight up communists. Steve, listen, we were talking during the break and and uh, Chicago, Ch- they went from Lori Lightfoot. You're from Chicago. Right. They went from Lori Lightfoot to Brandon Johnson, someone that at least in his 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 views, his speeches, so on, et cetera, appears to be to the left of Lori Lightfoot. That's insane. Your take. Uh, well, Lori Lightfoot was easily the worst mayor in America, and that's saying a lot because there are a lot of terrible mayors of big uh, blue cities in America. And for those who didn't follow this story, they had a, a, a kind of a Marxist uh, who was running in the in the runoff for the mayoral campaign against a pretty sensible centrist. And it turns out to the tragedy of Chicago. And I love Chicago. I was born and raised there. I practically grew up Carl and Wrigley Field. Uh, it was a great city back then. And back then, by the way, when I was growing up, Mayor Richard M. Daley was the mayor. You may recall right. him. he was called the boss. And, you know, he they called it the city that worked. Now, was there corruption? Absolutely. You had to pay the 15 percent. You know, it was like the mob running the city. But you know what? Things got done. And you didn't have all this woke crap back then. And now the city has gone so overboard. It is, it is the murder capital of the country. Uh, did you know there were – Carl, you're not going to believe this. There are 15 – Schools in Chicago, 15, where not a single, and these are public schools, where not a single child, not one in these 15 schools is reading or doing math at, uh, at a grade level proficiency. And I, I mean, I, in the private sector, what we do, Carl, we shut that thing down. I mean, it, it is child abuse what's happening in Chicago with the schools. This new, um, this new mayor who will be sworn in shortly uh, is, um, is you know what he did for a living? He was a organizer for the <laughs> Chicago Teachers Union. What does that yeah. mean? This means, um, and it breaks my heart to say this, that Chicago is now going to be a fully owned subsidiary of the teachers unions. Mm. I, it, it's absolutely astonishing to me. It's evil, and I think they'll do a lot of this in the name of wokeness, pretending that they're some type of moral spiritual giants when they're uh, the, the 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 total opposite. It's it's a disgrace. I I think these people, the left. I'm sorry, these people are so disgusting to me. They are so evil to me. What the left is willing to do to 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 to, to keep people dumb so that they can and mad so that they can control them. That's all they want to do. Um, all right. See, let me let's let's get to this. Also, uh, we were talking about Trump during the break. Trump is surging. Um, I'm I'm warning people to be extremely cautious with this stuff and start paying attention to the these swing states, because in the end, 
All that's going to matter are these swing states, and the yeah. left is going uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan. The, I, I, those are virtually out of grasp. There is a uh, uh, an election in Pennsylvania for uh, the state Supreme Court, although that won't even it up, but at least hopefully that will give us some juice if Republicans will actually pay attention. Uh, but uh, I, I'm looking at these races, and I'm very concerned, and I'm telling people, listen, I, I, I know Trump is surging. I get it. He's raising buttloads of money. But if if we mm-hmm. don't, if we, if we can't get the delegates in these swing states, if we're not willing uh, to to uh, ballot harvest where it is legal, I, I'm sorry, Steve. I, I don't see a way there. You can talk me off the ledge. <laughs> well, first of all, the last uh, you know Republican who won those states that you're talking about, states like Arizona. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, and others was Donald J. Trump. And yep. so uh, he has that blue collar appeal that is uh, no Democrat can match. Uh, but you're right. I- I've been big on this that, look, early voting is here to stay, whether we like it or not. So what we need yep. to do is make sure our voters are getting out early to vote because you know what, Carl, we can't win elections if on election day we're down by 200,000 votes as we were in both 2024 and 2026 in a lot of these states. So we better adapt to the new rules and I'll play, you know. We got to take a break. Hey, everybody. I'm off today because it says in the holy book that I shouldn't work on the first and seventh days of Passover. That's why I'm not here. However, that is not applicable to my wonderful friend, Carl Jackson, because he's not a Hebrew. He's not an Israelite. He's not a Jew. He's just one great Christian and a dear friend. I love this guy. So will you. Enjoy. All right, I absolutely love Dennis Prager. I want to thank he and Sue for allowing me to fill in. Sean McConnell, uh, that's in my ear. Thank you, Suzette, that's got the lines. Gabe has got my back. Alan Estrin uh, for giving me another opportunity to fill in. I really do uh, appreciate it. So uh, anyway, if you want to follow me on social media, The Carl uh, Jackson Show is where you can find me. Please subscribe to uh, my podcast as well. Uh, wherever you go to get your podcast, you can find me on YouTube, The Carl Jackson Show. I really would appreciate that. Um, and, and, and guys, I listen, there's a couple of, of big news stories, and then I'm going right to Robert. Uh, oh, and Brent, I see you out there. I'm, a lot of great calls lining up here. Um uh, Jim Jordan, this is very important. Jim Jordan subpoenas former Manhattan prosecutor in first strike against office prosecuting Trump. This is this is obviously a good move. Guys, we've got to fight. We don't have time to sit and, as Larry Elder would say back in the day, BMW. Uh, we, we don't we don't have time for that. We've got to fight. I appreciate Jim Jordan. He is putting up the fight. Representative Byron Donalds has just endorsed uh, uh, has just endorsed President Trump uh, for 2024. I think that's big news. This is very important. What Jim Jordan is doing. Let me just read through this really quickly. This from just the news. Hat tip. The House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan on Thursday subpoenaed a former Manhattan prosecutor who openly campaigned to criminally criminally charge Donald Trump in the first significant strike at the office that brought the historic indictment against the former president this week. The column goes on to say Jordan subpoena to former special assistant district attorney Mark Pomerantz comes just days 
after Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg pointedly declined to provide documents and testimony to Jordan's committee, calling it an interference in his investigation. In a letter last month, the GOP-led panel requested Pomerantz's voluntary cooperation, but he declined to cooperate at the direction of Bragg's office. The subpoena compels his cooperation, setting up a potential legal battle pitting the oversight powers of the federal legislative branch against a state judicial system. Okay, guys, this is very good news. I want you to take a breath. I hope you took, I know I read that quickly, but I hope you take that in. Jim Jordan has got it. House Oversight Committee has got it. Guys, we need boots on the ground, especially if you are in these uh, swing states. But I don't care if, if you're... Your county, your city, it's got to be boots on the ground. I didn't finish wrapping up this story with the Wisconsin Supreme Court, but basically what they are trying to do, the left is doing what they're doing. They're hoping that we will we, we, we will be singularly focused on what's happening with Donald Trump, which is horrible. The problem is we don't have time to focus on it. And they're trying to set up choke points. They're trying to choke off uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're trying to choke off Michigan. And Steve Moore said it correctly. Who who broke down the blue wall in 2016? It was Donald Trump. Here's the problem. The left got it, and they've been putting in a lot of work. I, I, I'm sorry. That blue wall isn't going to fall like it fell into. I, I, I hope that I'm wrong. But some of the story that I was going to share with this Wisconsin Supreme Court race is that some of these blue, I'm sorry, some of these red, reliably red counties, voters are dropping. They're they're literally not showing up. It's astounding to me that this lady, this radical that has just won the Wisconsin Supreme Court, openly campaigning about what she would do, that she would be an activist. Abortion, they say Ronald McDonald McDaniel McDaniel is repeating the left's talking points. I'm sorry, that is insane to me. Abortion, abortion. You know what abortion equates to? Ballots. It equates to ballots. They're getting these young people, these young women all hyped and bothered, and then they just find out where they live and they make sure they have an absentee ballot. So we've got to beat the ballot game. I'm sorry, I'm not going to give up talking about life. I'm not going to give up talking about babies. We are not extremists. I want you to hear me. Sometimes we got to be mean in order to be kind. And I think conservative policies are kind. I think left-wing policies are, are mean. We have to stop being ashamed to be constitutionalists, conservatives. We can't be ashamed. Why should we be ashamed about the rule of law? Why should we be ashamed about that? Hat tip Breitbart. New York City garage attendant faces attempted murder charges for allegedly shooting armed robber. Now, I know Alvin Bragg has backed down. But, guys, if we do not have the rule of law, the law is just arbitrary. It's the rule of man. One of these woke DAs can get in office and just decide that self-defense is no longer an issue. It's illegal. That's essentially what he was going to decide here. He did that last summer with the bodega, the guy that stabbed the the guy that was attacking him in the bodega. But thank God the outcry was so large. He had to back down. The same is true here. You've got a garage attendant that had to defend his life when this guy had a gun, put a gun on him. And and, and Alvin Bragg was going to charge the victim for illegal possession of a firearm. 
The rule of law is important. It's dead. But I do think that I do believe that can be restored. But we've got to pay attention. We can't be sleeping anymore. We can't waste time doing the BMW thing. There is no time for it. And we've got to be we can't be ashamed of what we believe. Abortion. What's wrong with babies? What's wrong with babies? What's wrong with free speech? What's wrong? I'm sorry. These 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 politicians in Washington, D.C., they do not have the right to your money. They don't. I'm sorry. I think it is immoral for them to continue spending our money and, and, and go into this debt ceiling, it, it, debt ceiling uh, uh, battle. It's immoral. It's your money. It's not theirs. You're the one that gets up early and goes to work and works, works your butt off. It, not Joe Biden. The guy's eating ice cream right now. It's not his money. It's your money. It's not just taxes. I I wish that I could find a better word than taxes because it's not just taxes. That's your money. Your blood, sweat, and tears. What's extreme? There is, listen to me. There is no such thing as a Republican or conservative extremist in the United States. There, I said it. There is no such thing. The extremists are on the left. The rule of law is not extreme. Wanting babies is not extreme. Free speech is not extreme. Uh, 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 wanting to keep your money is not extreme. Having a closed border is not extreme. Wanting and strong and unwoke military is not extreme. Wanting a good education for your kids is not extreme. Wanting to be energy independent is not extreme. We're not the extremists. They are. They don't even know what a man or woman is or... They don't have the courage to say it. They are the extremists. Stop being ashamed of what you believe. Stand up to these people. There's more of us than there are of them. I know it feels overwhelming. I felt overwhelmed this week. There's more of us than there are of them. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to love America. Don't be ashamed. I get I get these 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 messages all the time. I'm Uncle Tom. I'm about to shut up. I don't care. I I, 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 I I don't. I gotta stand before God. I don't have to stand before Snoop Dogg or something. I gotta stand before God. I don't care. I don't care if they're black. I don't care. I don't care. Don't be ashamed of what you believe. They're the extremist. Don't back down. Oh, my God, we can't talk about abortion. We're going to lose races. Oh, my God, man. You want to lose races or you want to be judged by God? For God's sakes, let's stand up. All right, let's go to Robert. Robert is in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Robert, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've been waiting so long and so patiently. Robert, forgive me, and thank you for being so patient. Hey, Carl, you, you're really on fire today. I agree with you 100%. My, this is uh, Robert and I. And I just want to say this comes all down basically to a smokescreen. And the smokescreen, stop Trump, stop Trump, stop Trump, the cover-up for Biden's failure in every department. And um, there is going to be a come-to-Jesus moment, hopefully when 2024 comes, with uh, President Trump coming out of this and getting reelected. But but I want to also say with Steve Moore's uh, question, I think personally we freeze, we start – Cutting all the way across the board with the deficit, all departments starting with welfare and freeze Social Security and Medicare, not cut, just freeze it for now. And I think we can get this thing under grasp. So first of all, we got to people don't give up the hope. We, we made it through Pearl Harbor. We made it through 9-11. We're going to make it through this. Thank you. 
Amen. And get involved wherever you are. Guys, the left is paying attention to local races. Look at these DA races. Look at these state attorney races. We got to get involved. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager, the wisest uh, conservative on radio, in my opinion. Okay, so now... Um, let me let me just share a couple of things, and I want to go right back to the calls, and I've got a lot to get to, so uh, we've got to get. I hope you got your sneakers on because you are in for some conservative cardio. There are just so many things that I would like to address, or at least speak on today. And please, again, uh, it, this is this is Holy Week uh, for 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 Christians. I I, I know uh, Jews have started their Passover uh, uh, celebration, if you will. Uh, guys, m- make an effort to be around godly people. Make make that effort. I, I there there was there were times where I struggled with it, but we do need community, especially now more than ever. Uh, you know, don't don't believe this. A lot of people say this. We don't need to be inside of a church building. We can worship from anywhere, and this and that. Ah, eh, nah, you can't. And that's not even biblical. And Christians, even evangelicals, say it. It drives me nuts. It's, it is not biblical. All right, uh, it is not biblical. I'm sorry. That stuff just drives me nuts. Get around people. It helps. It helps. All right. Uh, so 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 let me just say that. I mean, we 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 live in an amazing country where we're free to worship God, free at least for the time being. Uh, so uh, make sure you 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 take advantage of the freedoms that we have in this country. Do not take them for granted because God forbid they could be gone one day, and then you will sincerely regret it. So please, this 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 Easter weekend, uh, get inside of a church building. If you're Jewish, go fellowship. Uh, go go fellowship with with like-minded people do it it's it's going to uh it's going to grow your faith it's going to i think make you a better person uh so please uh please do that do not forsake the fellowship of god's people do not do it just real uh real quickly just to wrap this up with the Supreme Court uh, uh, race in Wisconsin. Again, we were we were caught sleeping. And again, I know Trump has a lot of momentum, uh, but you, th- this blue wall idea, we're going to be able to bust this down. Uh, the Democrats have made severe inroads. I mean, do I, I, and, and I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying we got to stop moping and whining and we got to get to work. We're not even showing up. What happened to Republicans? The electoral advantage political is bragging about it. Republicans didn't show up. This chick had a 100,000 vote lead going into Election Day from early votes because the GOP, they're claiming that. See, we're still grieving. We're still grieving. We haven't accepted the fact that the left has moved on. So the GOP were still overwhelmingly committed to in-person voting on Election Day. And so they were down 100,000 votes going into Election Day. Guys, we, we, we got to stop this denial. This is just where it is. Big money has played a part uh, in, in the elections. Also, the Democratic Party, uh, they said they didn't have to spend uh, last minute resources to turn voters out. And they were able to use those resources instead to target lower propensity voters. Who are the lower propensity voters? The young girls that believe in abortion. These people don't show up to elections, but Democrats seek them out because they have the time and they have the resources. You see what they do? This race spent more money in this state Supreme Court election, the Democrats did, than 
occurred in uh, – uh, wait, it says the spinning in Wisconsin is more than every state Supreme Court election that occurred in 2018 combined. You see how important this stuff is to the left? Now, what should we be doing real quickly? And I promise I'll go back to the cause here. Sean Fleetwood wrote an excellent article at The Federalist. This was last week, I believe. I had him on my podcast, The Carl Jackson Show, wherever you go to get your podcast. And he, you know why Governor DeSantis, and listen, I'm not, it's, this isn't about Trump DeSantis, all right? You know why this, Governor DeSantis is so popular, however, uh, as a governor? 22 Republican-led states where we have a trifecta. We have the governorship, right? We, uh, you know, the governor's mansion. We, we control the state house. We control the state senate. There isn't another state close. They aren't even close to Governor Ron DeSantis. That's why people have hope for him. And, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, again, for me, I, I, I want a fighter in the White House. My preference is Trump. I wouldn't be mad if DeSantis got there, uh, uh, frankly. But 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 I say this. I'm tired of us spending so much freaking time beating up each other that we're not focusing on the left. Some of the arguments that I've heard from conservatives are just straight up silly. We, we've gotten into silly season. We've got to focus on how the left is destroying this country. The primaries will come. The primaries will pay out. Obviously, Trump has huge momentum right now. But for God's sakes, let's start looking towards the left. You got governors in Idaho, Idaho and Oklahoma that are giving illegal aliens driver's licenses. Idaho and Oklahoma. You got South Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Wyoming, Ohio that have bought in and acquiesced to the left when it comes to climate change and green energy. These are states with trifectas. Guys, we're so worried about 2024. We need to make sure that our states are as red as possible. As red as possible. Take the arrows. You know what? Democrats are going to love you in the end. They're going to love you in the end because they're going to get to live in a safe place. They're going to get to live in a prosperous place. They're going to get to live in a place where kids are actually educated and not indoctrinated. So don't be afraid to stand up to the left. You have to be mean right now in order to be kind. Because conservatism is compassionate. Leftism is not. Let's go to our cause. We've got uh, Paul is in Lansing, Michigan. Paul, welcome to the Dennis Frager Show. You've got the mic. Hey, Carl. Nice to meet you. Thank you. I wish I, wish I had better news uh, for you, brother. I'm a Christian myself. Um, I did uh, auditing for 30 years in automotive all over the okay. world with all different systems and processes. And we're broken, and voting's not going to fix it. It's going to have to be a military action. We're too far gone. We got 42 well, million people, 42 million people in this country that are working full time. That's it out of 132 million that are eligible. Now, if you take the, the union workers and federal and state workers together, that's 22 million. That leaves you with 20 million to vote against 22 million. The math isn't well, there. I wish well, I could me, say better. 
Let, let me say this, Paul, because you you waited a long time, and 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 I understand it. I, I I am praying to God we don't get to that point. I don't think we're at that point yet. The left is telling us what they're doing, and frankly, Republicans in in swing states aren't showing up in the numbers. It's as if so many Republicans have been uh, become discouraged. We're not that's, seeing the numbers that we should see. And that's what's very disconcerting to me. Republicans, you have to it. show up. What's that? That's part of the, pro- that's part of the problem. They understand. It's broken too far. We deal right. with four M's in our lives, all of us. Man, method, material, and the machine. Listen, Paul, you... you you give, you give us a lot to think about, but I'm going to encourage people to get past the denial, accept where we are, and dig in and fight. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. I'm going to be taking your calls, going in and out of stories uh, such a privilege to be here and be behind uh, Dennis's microphone. Again, you can find me online or social media. The Carl Jackson Show is where you can find me. Uh, catch my YouTube channel, The Carl Jackson Show, on YouTube. Subscribe to my podcast wherever you go to get uh, your podcast. Uh, just real quickly here, uh, so I-, I was touching on some of the Republican states where we have trifectas, uh, but we don't have fighters. And again, that's why I say uh, or, or that's why people love Governor Ron DeSantis. And I, I, I know there's this Trump dissent. I, I get all that. But I'm talking about at a state level. The reason why DeSantis is so popular is because he swings for the fences and there isn't another governor even close. There, there isn't a governor even close. I mean, we sit here in Florida and we're like, ah, he should be doing this. He should be doing that. But it's because we're spoiled. It's because we have the privilege of being able to say, man, we've got a, a governor that's actually doing doing something, but he could do more. You know, we, we really want to make sure that when he leaves office, whichever way he leaves office, that the state is more red uh, than it's been. Because we think that would be kind for all of the residents of Florida to make sure that our state is more red, to make sure that our values here remain, remain conservative. We, I just think conservatism is more kind. But in West Virginia, Virginia, the Senate GOP leadership caved to outside pressure, adding last minute amendment, uh, amendment allowing exceptions for gender dysphoric children deemed, quote, at significant risk of suicide. I'll get to that in a minute. That's West Virginia. We, we, we have to be able to count on our red states. The Wyoming governor said this. I reiterate my belief that hate and discrimination have no place in Wyoming. As we move forward over the next couple of years, I argue, I urge the legislature to carefully consider policies that promote inclusion and equality for all individuals. I hate this talk from Republicans. It reminds me of George W. Bush when he said he was a compassionate conservative. What the hell do you think conservatives are? We don't go around killing our babies. This makes no sense to me. We want people to be that work hard. We want them to keep their money. What what do you think conservatism is? What do you think we're conserving? Our values, our principles, our traditions. That's the the things that made America 
the country that it is. I'm so tired of the freaking ingrates that live here. All they do is just, just it's doom and gloom. It's constant despair. It's, uh, America is evil. It's racist. Then move. Adios. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. But they won't leave. You know why? Because this is the greatest country God has ever given man. Some of them don't even know what they're doing. They're Marxists. They think. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know what it would be like or feel like to be not free. They don't even get it. So we got to stand in the gap. We got to fight. Michigan. Uh, and and, and, and uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania. See, the Democrats use political power. We can't be afraid to use political power. That's why we win elections, not to acquiesce. Don't be afraid to be disliked by the left. I'm sorry. Don't be afraid to be disliked by these people. Worry about what God thinks about you. Worry about what your family thinks about you. Screw the left. So tired of these people destroying this country. Screw the left. Minnesota uh, Dems and Governor Tim Walz since taking the uh, trifecta in Minnesota um, of the state, the government in 2022 midterms, for instance, Minnesota Democrats have wasted no time in passing every leftist bill imaginable imaginable before the end of their uh, session. Uh, Convicted felons can vote. You, You see how they do that? They don't play. They get power. They use it. We get power and we're like, well, we don't want to offend the left. We don't want to offend the people that are destroying this country. We don't want to offend the people that think men can be women and women can be men. That's all. I'm, I, honestly, I'm so outraged with this guy, Dylan Mulvaney. I've been meaning to do a short. I need to do a short on this guy. This guy is wearing this certified penis owner. It's sitting there wearing women's clothing, getting all these endorsement deals from Nike and Bud Light. I, I, I think the guy's a trans hustler. I was listening to Tim Pool, uh, Eric Erickson the other day. I think the guy's a trans hustler. I, I, I don't even think he's gender dysphoric. I think the guy has found his niche and a way to make money. And women, you should be appalled by this. All you women that claim you are feminist and you buy into this, I'm sorry, it's insane. It's insane. We shouldn't stand for it. We'll be back. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.